Hello everybody, welcome back for another video. Hope you're doing well and that you are all having a great day by now. You should all know the drill. The opinions expressed in this video are my own and should not, under any circumstances, be taken as legal, tax, and or investment advice. It is always imperative to do your own research. Today we are going to be discussing and or talking about or going over what I believe, what my opinions are, what I think could possibly be the future for the EOS platform, the EOS token, the EOS.io ecosystem uh, is actually one of the more interesting coins to kind of talk about simply because for those who do not know, uh, this is dated the middle of 2018. Um, EOS had not even been launched yet. EOS is still one of the uh, younger cryptocurrencies that we kind of have on the block right now. But in that short amount of time, even though it's only been June, July, August, September, November, six, seven months, somewhere around there. They've done an astronomical amount in a very short amount of time uh, to backtrack a tiny bit. Uh, everything pretty much in this video, the way that it is compiled, uh, is going to talk about things that they have done in 2018, obviously, uh, because this all seemingly very oddly easily enough glides right into 2019, uh, simply because of the way that the market has formed during this year and a lot of the things that they have ready or are on the back burner or are still kind of waiting uh will be activated and or launched and or announced and or will come out so and so and so in 2019 for those who weren't here um eos was an ico and they had the largest ico that the cryptocurrency space has ever had it was over a year long that was i, I think it was around like exactly 370 days some some weird odd number um and over that course of that year of running an ICO, they raised four billion dollars. Uh, some of the controversy around them, you know, obviously, typically when other ICOs are launched and/or are running, they sometimes raise five million, fifteen million. I think some of the other ones were raising like twenty-three million, and I was like, "Wow, that's so much money for an ICO!" And then you come to EOS, and they raised four billion with a B. Uh, what they have created. And what they have raised that money for is probably some of the most genius stuff in the entire world. Uh, so that was kind of the precursor to everything. Uh, so without further ado, let's actually jump right into it. So from that $4 billion that they had, and once again, this is going into 2019. Um, during this summer as well, the people who created or the publisher of the EOS IO blockchain software, they're called Block One. They announced that they were setting aside $1 billion from their $4 billion that they had made uh, to essentially go to... How do I explain it? Like to pretty much build up the EOS ecosystem. What's interesting about that is, as you may have noticed during the course of 2018, we've had more than a handful of situations where cryptocurrency projects that have been established that have been around for quite a long amount of time um, have been running out of money. Uh, this is not the case for the EOS people because they have raised so much. Even during as the prices have gone down, they have fared fairly well and are not hard-pressed for cash. The part of this $1 billion is going to build up an enormous part of the EOS ecosystem that is pretty much going to... Uh, and I'm trying to, when I make these videos, I try my best to stay in the center. I try to stay as leveled and even as possible. I'll put it to you this way. If a company has raised $4 billion um, over the course of a one-year period, and what we know as far as what they're doing with their money, um, we know that $1 billion is going to go to a, um, 
a, a capital fund that is pretty much going to be used to build up the EOS system to be able to create anything that needs to be built on top of the EOS platform. Logically, what would you think would happen? Like I've said before, uh, with other projects, typically, typically, if they raise around 23 million, a good portion of that has to go to your employees. It has to go to infrastructure. It has to go to building up other things. It has to go to other things uh, to keep your platform alive. And other other ICOs have in the past had about one to two million dollars. What do you think is going to happen when a platform has one billion that's dedicated exclusively to building up the EOS platform? That's kind of the way that I'll put it. Um, if you want my opinion and my honest uh, prediction for it, I think part of what EOS is doing is going over a lot of people's heads. Um, EOS has kind of become the new um, I hate you kid on the block. For some reason, a lot of people uh, drank the Kool-Aid. That's kind of the nicest way of saying it. Uh, they heard other people talking negatively about EOS. They now believe that EOS is something that it's actually not. And uh, when it comes down to the fundamentals, if you believe or rather if you are in cryptocurrencies like many other people are for uh, the money and you are here to profit and you are here to make uh, returns on the money that you have put inside. Um, it's usually fairly obvious for me as I guess uh, as I've looked over the space for quite a long amount of time and I've kind of seen I've seen uh, companies launching ICOs since Ethereum. Ethereum was also an ICO and none of them have done as well as EOS, and I don't think that any of them are going to do that well in a very long time. When you have and you dedicate a billion dollars uh, towards an EOS venture capitalist venture capital arm, um, it's fairly obvious to me that the coin is probably going to have some type of a very, uh, very nice future. Once again, all my opinion. Uh, for those who don't know this guy, his name is Mike Novogratz. Um, what's significant about him is that when you search around Forbes, he's usually one of the top people that kind of pops up. Um, if you look back deep enough, and I think this is one of the most important parts. If you even see right here, it says crypto net worth. For those who aren't looking at the screen, this guy's crypto net worth is estimated to be anywhere from $700 million to $1 billion with a B. He is one of the very first people to invest in Ethereum. Uh, there was a podcast I was listening to. This was, this had to be months and months ago that he was on, and he was talking about, they were asking him, how did you find out about cryptocurrencies? He was he was relatively honest. He said people had told him about Bitcoin. Um, he kind of looked over it. He was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, some nerds are doing stuff online. That's kind of amazing. And then the price started going up, and he, was, he got a bit more interested, but it still wasn't something that he kind of wanted to really invest his money into. Um, I think he got a bit of Bitcoin at the time, and then it was just around that same exact time. Uh, one of the uh, developers from another project, his name is Vitalik Buterin, I'm pretty sure you've heard of him, the guy who created um, Ethereum. Uh, apparently, they were doing something in New York. They were in a loft somewhere trying to, he said he walked in, it was about 15 different computers. He saw these guys working, and he assumed that it was going to be some kind of like ragtag group, but they were diligently working day and night. And he said, apparently, this is his story, he either walked up to Vitalik or Joseph Lubin, who is the co-creator of Ethereum, and he pretty much said, uh, do you guys need any money? Like, do you guys need some type of funding or something like that? And they were like, yeah, that could kind of work. And he asked if he could buy some shares in the company. And they said, well, we don't have shares, but we do have cryptocurrencies. So the story goes is that apparently he bought maybe, this is what the what the news says he either bought a couple of hundred thousand or maybe over a million ethereum at around a dollar each 
he has been one of the major players when it comes to Ethereum. If you look up Ethereum Sting and you type in Mike Novogratz, he is always there. What's very interesting is, is that I'm pretty sure you've guessed, he also got into Ethereum, I mean EOS, very, 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 very early. And he is now one of their major supporters on top of that other $1 billion that is going to be to build up the EOS ecosystem. There's also another fund that happened. Uh, it's between Mike Novogratz and Block One. Once again, the people who created EOS. And it amounts to $325 million. Keeping in mind, once again, obviously, as we are in 2018, this is all news from 2018. A lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about and that we're going to be going over and that we're going to be discussing at least a tiny bit, um, these things either have happened are in the very beginning stages or are not going to happen until 2019. So you kind of see where the significance of this comes in. Uh, a little bit of a, a side note as well. During the course of 2018, not even just for the EOS project, we've had an enormous amount of other cryptocurrency projects that have pretty much come forward talking about these amazing things that they were going to do, but they have not officially announced them and or launched them simply because once again, as the prices of the cryptocurrency market have been going down, Nobody wants to release uh, any type of cool project or cool news because it kind of gets buried. We saw that um, many times with many other major projects. They were announcing uh, partnerships. They were announcing other things, but uh, it just happened to be... Also, it was always at a very odd time uh, as prices would drop about 15% the next day and then or 8% and your news kind of gets washed away. So keeping in mind, uh, this is still now $1.3 billion that we know of that is going to be uh, dedicated to building up the um, EOS system. On, 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 on the entire topic of Mike Novogratz, um, typically what we've seen so far, I, I'm not exactly sure how far his reach is. I don't know him. Uh, I don't know any of his friends. Uh, but one can only assume, he when he got into Ethereum at the very, very beginning, a lot of people believe that he is actually a uh, core reason why the price of Ethereum um, shot up and also why Ethereum received a huge amount of not press, but like attention, I kind of want to say. Um, typically, when you're that rich, you have a far reach already. So no one knows exactly who these people are talking to or what they're trying to do. But one can only assume if you got into Ethereum at $1 uh, and you're sitting pretty right now and you got into EOS, I, he might have been even into EOS around ICO time. Uh, I firmly believe that he probably has uh, a lot of friends that he's been telling about this and they're probably going to be building up a lot of things around the EOS platform. Keeping in mind, this is all stuff that's going to come into fruition in 2019. So a lot of what we've seen right now, especially for the EOS platform, one of the funniest things that I've seen me myself personally has been people uh, talking negatively about EOS because the prices or the price of EOS has gone down not realizing that the entirety of the cryptocurrency market has also not really fared that well during 2018. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. And that's kind of how I feel about it already. We have, you know, there, there aren't many other cryptocurrency projects that have $1.3 billion pushed behind them to be able to build up infrastructure around them. It's just not something that we typically hear about every single day. This is a very rare case. Uh, also, I guess not history lesson, so with EOS launching sometime in the summer, I, th I think it was July or something like that. That was the actual date when they uh, fully launched. This website also popped up. It's called eosauthority.com slash voting. What's significant about this website is, and I'm, is going to be the rest of, or rather a large part of what we're going to be talking about as well. Uh, for, on the EOS system, if you are, let's say you want to vote for something on the network, you and you own an EOS, even just one, 
You are allowed to vote on the EOS blockchain and tell them exactly how you feel. Obviously, the more you have, the more weight your vote has. Um, the system that the people from EOS have created is absolutely genius because if you, uh, uh, um, the, the simplest way to put it is, if you have EOS tokens and you want to vote on things happening on the network, if you want to uh, stake your tokens to be able to help the network and make the network stronger, uh, you pretty much put them into the system. This is a crude uh, way of me showing it. You put it into the in, into the, the the network, into the blockchain. You kind of freeze them there so that your vote counts and stuff like that. But this also happens as well when you are uh, building uh, applications and websites and other things on top of EOS as well. One of the things that makes me probably the most bullish, even aside from the, the 1.3 billion, is astronomical. But the way that they've built their system is, um, even at the time of me making this video, of all the EOS floating around in time, the entire universal ecosystem, 48% of them are locked up, currently staked inside the system. The way that that thing works is that whenever you want to build anything on top of EOS, you have to have EOS, and then you have to stake it onto the network. If the prices are this low right now, whatever they might be, I don't have the prices open here, and already half of all EOS already staked. What do you think is going to happen when more things are built on top of the EOS system, blockchain, and we go from 50 to around 80 to maybe 90% of all the EOS is going to be locked up? It's You'll get it as, as, as I'm kind of going along. So on top of this as well, one of the other things, I mean, there, there are just so many things about EOS that makes so much more sense. Um, I think that EOS was created... Uh, not only to be quicker and or better than Ethereum, uh, I think it was intelligently designed to um, in to increase the price of the token just by using the network normally. For those who aren't looking at the screen, it says, contrary to Ethereum, the EOS blockchain users do not need to pay in order to use your smart contract, but you have to stake your EOS token in order to receive bandwidth CPU and storage for your smart contract. So on top of what we have right now is that the Ethereum blockchain at the moment can handle anywhere from things like 12 to 15 transactions per second. The news is, is that the EOS blockchain can apparently handle um, around 5,000 transactions per second. I've seen 50,000 thrown around. I'm going with 5,000 as a more conservative number. It's huge, still a huge difference between 15 and 5,000. When other crypto anything are starting to go onto the EOS platform, you have to have the EOS token in order to stake it onto the network in order to receive your bandwidth for the thing that you are creating. As time goes on, uh, it, it's just, it's just, I mean, I can't really explain it. It's just completely genius. You have to have EOS tokens in order to build something on top of the EOS network before this entire thing has even exploded in popularity. We already have half the tokens that already exist on the in, 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 in the entirety of EOS already frozen and staked on the network. Obviously, you can unstake your tokens, but typically um, the idea is if you have built something on top of the EOS blockchain and you want to keep your bandwidth, let's say you build a website or a dApp, uh, you are probably not going to unstake your tokens so that your project can run properly on the blockchain because the moment you unstake them, you no longer have your bandwidth and your space or your storage for your smart contract that are also going to be built on top of this as well. I hope you're kind of seeing exactly where this is going to go. 
it's completely genius. Like the way that this thing was built, uh, it's meant for you to and other people who are trying to build things on their hyper quick blockchain to buy up the tokens and then lock them into the system so that it creates this. Uh, it's not deflation. What's the word? This scarcity that happens automatically simply because people have to have their tokens locked away in order to build other things on top of their platform. This is once again different from the Ethereum blockchain where you can simply just build something on top of it and then kind of denominate your thing in Ethereum. Uh, you don't have to actually hold Ethereum to be able to build on top of it. Uh, but if you want the speed, then you do it on top of EOS. You, you're kind of getting where all of this is going. All right here as well. One of the other things that I'm also, when you listen around, and I have a couple of friends who are like developers and stuff like that. They're not like, I mean, they're not like building anything, you know, completely insane, but they have worked for like mega companies, not going to name them in the video. Anyway, the point is uh, they've mentioned to me before that they have tried building on Ethereum, that it was actually quite difficult. And what they found really interesting was is that they could build very easily on EOS. It says, uh, for those once again who aren't uh, looking, it says the general purpose and smart contract language to build upon the EOS platform will be WebAssembly, will be Rust, C, and C++, a portable stack machine that is developed at the World Wide Web Consortium. Uh, C++ and C are, I, I, I think there's also even another um, building language that hasn't been mentioned here, something like that. People say that it's incredibly easy to build on top of EOS. This is another thing. Um, what we have with Ethereum is, is that Ethereum is actually, uh, I think they created their own uh, computer language to be able to build on top of Ethereum. And there are no libraries that, that, that is to say, like there aren't other references. If you're trying to build something or trying to uh, put the framework for something onto their platform very easily, you kind of have to build it from scratch and, or hope that someone else has made it on the Ethereum platform. If you're using C or C++, it kind of goes off almost without a hitch because everyone typically in uh, the coding world, uh, they know what C++ is. This is another thing that is leading up to the exact same thing where if you're trying to build on top of their platform, um, it'll be a lot easier. This is also, I mean, yeah, sorry for rambling on. I, 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 I feel like a, like, like a fanboy so much. Like it's very, like it's, this is what I was saying earlier. It's very difficult to stay in the middle because I, I haven't been into crypto for like 35 years. Uh, but I've seen the, the entire space develop and to see someone or a group of people finally create a cryptocurrency project that really makes sense. Like, other tokens don't actually have to be used on many other cryptocurrency platforms. You can use your token if you want, if you're trying to send money and stuff back and forth. But when you want to build something, and if you have to vote, if you're trying to build a, a, a smart contract or anything on top of their platform to actually have to, you're mandated to utilize the actual token, it's just complete genius. And it shows exactly uh, that they were thinking ahead. And this is probably one of the reasons why I'm very uh, of the mindset that this project is, I mean, it's, I, I think it's going to blow a lot of people away. Uh, not to <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> you know, made a way through the video still, you know, uh, whatever point is, I think they're going to do very well on top of this as well. Another thing. Uh, so this was actually announced a couple of months, maybe a month ago, give or take some change like that. The people from Activision or some people from Activision and also some people from the game, uh, world of Warcraft, some people, I think it's called blizzard. Uh, they announced that they are going to be launching uh, a a, crypt, a game studio that is going to be focused exclusively around EOS, and they're going to be building blockchain games with it. Also very interesting is, is that what we've seen before with many other platforms who are trying to build games and or other things on top of other crypto projects, uh, they typically have not had 
large names like Activision is a huge name and as is Blizzard uh when this was actually announced people in the cryptocurrency the EOS space especially kind of lost their minds because the games that we've had up to this point in the cryptocurrency space have been lagging slow not that great so the idea is and has been for quite some time the thing that's going to make crypto mainstream is um either a killer dap that is a a decentralized application that is going to revolutionize the world in the way that we see and use blockchain or it's going to simply be a video game built on top of a cryptocurrency platform that everyone can kind of easily readily use that is going to be absolutely amazing and cool and awesome here's the actual uh company they're called mythical.games if you're trying to try to look for their thing uh not affiliated obviously i'm not being paid by them i just think it's incredibly fascinating that the people who are or have built other successful projects before are now going to be building on the eos system as well once again uh i think they have a trailer somewhere down here this is the first game that has been announced i can't play it obviously because of copyright laws uh and all that other stuff but um this is also going to be launched in 2019 it's believed at this point that multi that they're going to first of all announce that game but that we're going to have multiple games also being announced in 2019 if we end up having a situation where uh we have other blockchain platforms that can handle 12 13 14 15 maybe 50 transactions per second and we have another one that can handle at least 5,000 transactions per second and we have multiple games built on top of it that are actually good and fun and another thing for the blockchain space that people have been talking about especially for the eos gaming world is that people are trying to create uh video games on top of eos that allow you to pretty much own the items that you have uh so let's say you're playing your favorite game you think it's awesome you think it's great you think it's amazing at the very end of the game you're like wow that great that game was great and you play another game and you wish you could take that sword to the other game the point is that was a horrible analogy but the point is is that they're trying to make it so that if everything is built on top of the the same blockchain if everything is built on top of eos like the simplest way of kind of saying it is the items that you held in another game you'd be able to simply bring over to another completely different game because it's built on the same exact blockchain so you would never lose your super powerful awesome amazing mega items that you had and this is kind of one of the ideas behind this entire thing as well but let's move on from the mythical games topic. <sighs> Dapps. Uh, for those who don't know, a DAP is a decentralized application. To put it simply, when EOS was first spoken about, let's say even let's go back to March, April, May of this year. We had a lot of information and news that the EOS platform was going to be full of DAPs. Uh, the easy and, and and I hate saying DAPs because it just sounds like it's something else. There are going to be a lot of apps that are going to be built on top of EOS. And if you haven't noticed or haven't been paying attention, not only is EOS fast and is going to get faster, and we'll get into that in, in a couple of seconds, minutes, whatever. Uh, you also, if you want to build something on top of their platform, you have to buy EOS and you have to stake their tokens. At the, at the moment, I think we have maybe, if you scroll down here, I don't know how many pages I get. Let's say even five. Let's say they have 250 um, dApps built on top of them. Um, in the summertime, right before EOS launched, I don't know if you guys remember, we had an enormous amount of news about the amount of dApps that were going to be launching on EOS. I don't know if anybody remembers the actual number. Uh, it was the people from Block One and many other um, people who were building and stuff like that. And they all announced that there were going to be thousands 
of dApps that were being planned to be built on top of the EOS blockchain. So now imagine you have a situation where people are going to be building games, putting thousands of dApps on top of the EOS blockchain, all of which uh, the EOS uh, blockchain, even with all of these uh, dApps and stuff running on top of it, has not slowed down once. Imagine having all of that, and then you have to lock up your tokens in order to have any type of space on the network. I'm pretty sure it's all coming together in everyone's heads now exactly uh, where this is all leading up to. You create a scarcity of your own token. You give them a fast blockchain that's going to get faster, and you tell them you can use this. You just have to buy the tokens. And then eventually, I was listening, there's a, there's a podcast called ICO Alert. Uh, they, it's supposed to be about ICOs, but they're typically just about EOS. If you listen to, not affiliated, if you listen to them, uh, the stuff that they talk about for EOS in the future is just going to be, ash like, there, there, there's only so much space up here for tabs. I can't put all the tabs up there, but the amount of things that are going to be built on top of EOS are just going to blow so many people's minds. Uh, this is, yeah, so this is also the, the same exact uh, topic when it comes to how many are going to be uh, built on top of it. We're expecting, we, we expected thousands of dApps to be built on top of EOS this year. A lot of them completely did not launch or have kind of not gone silent. Um, once again, nobody wants to launch anything during a, a bear market. It's, you can do it. I mean, you can have fun if you kind of want to, uh, but it's not the most smartest thing in the entire world. Your app or DAP will get a lot more attention on your website and your video games, a lot more attention if the prices of cryptocurrencies are going completely insane or are kind of shooting through the roof. On the topic of, uh, I guess, apps and DAPs and other things like that, what we've seen throughout 2018 has been a situation where... Um, ICOs have kind of crumbled. That's kind of the nicest way of saying it. ICOs were thought to be the next uh, funding solution for when it comes to uh, fintech and or cryptocurrency projects and be, be being able to uh, create something, get money from other people to be able to fund your project in a number of days or an entire year to get $4 billion. This was seen as a new thing. Governments have come down very hard on ICOs and the way that a lot of people are trying to get around them now is by creating airdrops. What airdrops pretty much are is that without getting any funding from anyone else or something like that, you know, you, you may have external funding from a, a venture capital firm, an angel investor, what have you. Uh, you simply airdrop your tokens. You create a token and you airdrop them in a certain way. So typically what we've seen before in the past is that people will go, I'm creating a token and if you have Bitcoin, I will give you a fractional amount of our cryptocurrency in relation to so and so and so what's happened especially and this this is the most interesting part after eos first launched we were in a, a period this was the summertime once again I, I've, I've said this at last five videos it's very weird that it keeps coming up like it's it's significant in some sort of way what we had in the summertime is that people thought that by the beginning of autumn cryptocurrency prices would completely go crazy so after eos launched officially we had i think at least 15 to 20 different airdrops on top of the EOS network. The way that it worked was, is that if you held EOS, you would receive the free airdropped tokens. Uh, even on top of the dApps that are supposed to be built on top of the EOS system, we now have what we had before, is that at least 500, so they say, this is the number that I'm getting that was floating around summertime, that around 500 other projects planned on airdropping tokens as well, on the EOS network. What we saw during the initial few 
airdrops that we had is that if you've guessed it, if you hold EOS, you get the airdrop coins for free. Typically, some of them were on a one-to-one -one basis. So if you held one EOS, you got one of those other coins. If you had 10 EOS, you got 10 of the other coins. And by the time people figured out that if you had around 300 EOS, you were going to get 300 of the other coins, the price of EOS started to rise. Now, what happens in 2019 if the crypto market starts going crazy? We have, let's say, even a 500 companies announcing that they're going to be building on top of EOS and they have to buy the EOS tokens. And then we have five other, 500 other companies announcing that they're going to be doing at least, at, it, it, and, and I know it's going to be so much more, at least 500 crypto projects announcing if you hold the EOS token, you will get our coins for free. Everyone starts to buy the EOS token rapidly. And on top of that as well, the people who are doing the airdrops have to already also own a huge amount of EOS to be able to claim their stake, stake their claim in the EOS network by staking it on the network. You understanding where this is all, this is why I said it's completely genius. Everything that has to do with the token involves people either hoarding it, using it and like putting it onto the system or people externally buying up the token to be able to receive the airdrops because it's also widely believed that I think one of the airdrops that we had over this summer was called Investopedia. They're trying to be, no, 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 no. It was a, uh, Everopedia, sorry. Uh, it's, they're trying to be the decentralized Wikipedia because what we've seen with Wikipedia right now is that um, the creators of it have shut down a couple of pages and stuff like that and they aren't happy with the content that people are putting out. So the idea of Everopedia is that you can create something either for you, for your family, for whatever the case might be, and you'll be able to you know, have your own thing without anyone else saying that, no, you cannot have this certain thing. A lot of the airdrops, that, that, that was one of the airdrops that we had was Everpedia. It's believed that even a fraction of the projects that we're going to be receiving from the airdrops from EOS could potentially one day have a huge amount of value. I.e., if you have a thousand EOS and you get a thousand from an airdrop token for free and one day that airdrop token just happens to hit a hundred dollars. Well, you got a free hundred thousand dollars for doing absolutely nothing. Now, imagine if this happens over and over and over, imagine a situation where you have, uh, side note, this is not me telling you to go out and go buy EOS, but imagine the situation. This is, this is also what I got from the people who were talking about on the ICO alert. They said a lot of people aren't paying attention to the actual usage of the token, i.e. exactly what I've just been explaining over here and having to hold it and having to stake it and other things like that. When you have as, you know, tons of all these tokens, the more you have, the more you gain from the airdrop, the more free money that you're getting from the people who have created these cryptocurrency projects who are then pretty much airdropping you free money. And imagine even if you have a thousand of them and you know that, that token that you get is automatically from the airdrop is worth a, a dollar. And then you have 5,000 free dollars from nowhere. Now imagine if 500 other projects do the exact same thing and by the end of the year, let's conservatively, you end up making... 50 to $100,000 for doing absolutely nothing. This is exactly, and you might think it sounds insane and you might go, that's never going to happen. Uh, people never really thought that there would ever be a Bitcoin cash, a Bitcoin gold, a Bitcoin cash SV, all these other things that came from Bitcoin. The people who held onto their Bitcoin and never sold and the people you've seen in the magazines and all the websites and stuff like that who own 10, 15, 20,000 Bitcoin, they have all those coins for free. That is that is absolutely major. So imagine being able to, I mean, it's just, it's it's clear as day, at least for me, uh, what this is like significant of, like what 
what it, it, it's showing exactly how the platform is going to progress. Prices have gone down across the board. You can't even really look at that anymore. People used to use it as like a metric, especially like about a month or two ago, talking about how um, uh, the, the, the uh, certain projects are a failure in comparison to other ones. Every single crypto project right now, uh, save Bitcoin, I believe, is down over 85%. Uh, you can't even talk about prices anymore because all prices are down across the board. Uh, when we do have all of these other things launching and we have the news that we have over 300 airdrops that are going to be happening, if you hold EOS tokens, it's even just on that front, it's pretty much a done deal. Because as the price of EOS starts going up, this also raises interest. So it's kind of like a weird circle. It raises interest for other people who are already thinking about creating a, a anything on the EOS platform and they see the prices of the token going up and they start to rapidly buy as many of them as they can for their future project that they're trying to build that they have to stake onto the network. And other people see that the, also the EOS price is going up, but there's also eight other airdrops that have been announced for the, for the end of the week. And everyone's trying to get as many EOS as possible to be able to get as much from the airdrop. It's just completely genius. I, I mean, you may not agree with me, but at this point, uh, once again, uh, this is all my opinion. I have to uh, make sure that people know that when I'm making a video. Uh, we're not going to always agree. We can't agree. I don't agree with you. You, you. you don't agree with everything that I'm going to say. Uh, EOS is just it. It's just completely in, 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 in such intelligent design. It's really crazy. Yeah, this was also part of the... Yeah, so there are websites out there. Like there's one EOS Airdrops. Uh, dot com not affiliated but you can uh, see exactly all the airdrops that are going to be happening uh, it slowed down obviously because of the what's it called because of the market kind of going down but this is going to be a major part of 2019 keep this in mind once again not financial advice not telling you to go out and buy eos um, it's more like if you are ready any eos this is something for you to look forward to um, because uh, i've definitely seen the airdrops coming in and it's kind of interesting to see like you pretty much getting money for nothing. Like you make a, you make an investment in a cryptocurrency and then imagine getting 500 other cryptocurrencies. You can use them however you want. It's essentially free money just for having held onto this one token. It's, it's very, very smart. Another thing that has to do. Uh, so it says without really reading through it, um, Side chains are expected to be a very big thing on the EOS network, even as EOS is capable of right now, like I said, any, anywhere from five to 50,000 transactions per second. I go with the lower number just because I don't want to get too hyped up. We know that it can definitely do 5,000. We've seen the numbers. Um, side chains are also going to be built uh, very heavily on the EOS platform. Uh, and they're pretty much going to be used as other ways to kind of make the network a bit faster. A lot of these are going to start popping up in 2019. Uh, I think 2019 is going to be a, a very large like speed race, if that kind of makes a lot of sense. Uh, we have the news that uh, uh, not Bitcoin. Ethereum is going to have a couple of upgrades that could make it a lot quicker. We also have the Raiden network that's been activated. We have the Lightning network. Uh, so we have a situation where everyone is trying to be as fast as possible. And the current estimates are that eventually the EOS network will definitely get over to 100,000 transactions per second. And then we're also going to have a situation where we're going to have so many side chains built on top of the EOS network that we could, in the future, no one has a specific date, that we're going to be able to possibly do over 100 million transactions per second. Uh, I think the beginning stages of this are going to happen in 2019. So this is something definitely uh, to look forward to. 
Because if the network right now is hyper robust and can already scale uh, tremendously to a point where we are pretty much matching Visa and MasterCard, this is also the thing that people look for when you're trying to figure out exactly uh, if, if a blockchain has value, quote unquote, is if it can pretty much handle the transaction speed of Visa and MasterCard. Because as they are uh, centralized platforms, if you kind of want to say it that way, the idea of being able to do it on a platform that is not centralized, like Visa and MasterCard, that's just in one place, and you can match their speed, then logically, theoretically, there's no longer a need uh, for those systems because you can pretty much do everything yourself on a decentralized blockchain. So side chains are going to be... It's, it's something that I'm actually very interested in because you can build a number of things on side chains alone, and they strengthen the network, but also make it a lot quicker. And I want to... Mm, a lot of me wonders exactly how quick and how fast these networks are going to get because a lot of them were pretty laggy in 2016. 2017 saw like the, uh, they were, no, they were still kind of slow. But 2018, we've had a lot of cryptocurrency projects, one of them obviously being EOS, who has launched and the talk of how quick that the end, anyway, doesn't really matter. This is going to be something very major in 2019 as well. One of the most important things uh, that has raised more than a few eyebrows when it comes to EOS is, uh, once again, um, their fundraising, but exactly how they did it. So it says, another important point to consider is that the Block One, the people who had the EOS ICO, only accepted Ethereum as a form of payment for EOS tokens. At the time, Ethereum was $288 a token when they started raising money. Uh... So it says, long story short, when they had the EOS ICO, they raised money exclusively in Ethereum. The price was of a token was kind of high. Get it, got it good. It's lower than it is right now. The money that the Block One people have, they still own a huge amount of Ethereum. The idea is, is that <clears throat> they are going to sell off the Ethereum that they got and either buy EOS tokens or simply convert it into fiat money. Either way, the idea is that they are going to sell their Ethereum as EOS is meant to be an Ethereum killer or a rival is like the nicer way of kind of saying it. When you get into the actual numbers and you think Ethereum was 288 per token, the time they wrote this, it was 900 and as high as 1400. During the next bull run, it's expected that Ethereum is going to be anywhere from 700 to 1400. I've also heard numbers floating around. If we have an extended bull run, we will hit a anywhere from three to $6,000 Ethereum. What happens when you have, at that point, it'll be maybe three, six, nine billion dollars left over in Ethereum, depending on how long that they decide to wait. And you sell all of them at the exact same time, even if it's just to buy your token. It's obviously a lot of speculation, but the idea is uh, people think that this is definitely going to happen. Uh, I can't tell you if it actually is, but we've seen during this year alone, one of the main reasons why they think that Ethereum's price has fallen down so sharply this year is because all the other ICOs that were being built on top of it uh, were denominating their thing as well in Ethereum. And then at some point when prices were going down and they had to pay their workers, they simply sold off their 100,000, 
14 million, 12 million dollars that they had from the ICO that they had. And now this is why Ethereum's price has kind of fallen flat. On the other side of it, EOS did something completely different in that if you want to build an ICO on top of them, you definitely can. You can do whatever you want, but you have to buy their tokens. You don't denominate it in their tokens and then simply sell it off later. You have to buy it to be able to have your space in their network. And if this is obviously a prediction, if we have a situation where we have a bull run next year, 2019, and Ethereum's price goes over a thousand, let's say 369, let's say the 1200, that'll be four times what they paid per token when it was the, the, the fundraising thing was happening and they sell off. Uh, Ethereum could have a very bad year because this is the only cryptocurrency project that we've had that has raised billions of dollars in Ethereum. No other project. I think there was one other project that maybe had 25, maybe 50 million. I can't remember the exact number. When you sell off, we know that a billion dollars is going to uh, the the fund. Imagine selling off even $2.5 billion worth of Ethereum even right now. That's detrimental. Imagine when the price, if you end up multiplying that by four and you end up selling $10 billion worth of Ethereum, that to me is a likely possibility. No one knows the future. Once again, prediction. Uh, but EOS would easily slide up in the rankings. I mean, I don't. first of all, there's, it's not, mm, to be honest with you, it's not insider trading. It's kind of just like the rules of engagement at this point in cryptocurrencies. Like there's nothing against really doing that. Like you can definitely uh, sell another cryptocurrency and buy one that you own. Uh, so yeah, moving on from that point. I, and I, and I, I mean, I, I hope you get everything that I'm saying. Once again, trying to stay in the center. I know I'm, I'm far to the side right now. I'm almost, I don't want to say fanboy, fanboying, but it's kind of exactly what it is. When I talk about projects on this channel, when I give guidance on cryptocurrency projects and where I think they're going, um, there's a reason why I only talk about certain cryptocurrency projects. There's a reason why I talk about Ethereum, why I talk about XRP, why I talk about Bitcoin, why I talk about Omise Go. Uh, it's the people who are behind them. It's the things that they have. We don't hear about news like this from any other cryptocurrency project. There's there's there there's no other project that has a, a four billion dollar backing behind them. Uh, there's there aren't this these huge mega money funds that are exclusively like even I'm not gonna name any names. The the other cryptocurrency projects that we have out there, uh, you'd be hard pressed to find about five of them that you can name that have even three hundred and twenty five million dollars kind of floating behind them. The, the, way, the way that EOS has been built is incredibly intelligent. The way that you have to be able to use the platform, they, they made it so easy for you to be able to use. And I can, I can only imagine what's happening actually behind the scenes. Like if they have news like this, where they're trying to build these like mega crazy things on top of them, where they're going to be having potentially thousands of airdrops and applications built on top of them from companies and cryptocurrency, whatever's, who have to buy their tokens and then lock it up on their system. Do you understand like what scarcity does for a price of a coin? Like we've seen, we, we, we've had news during this year about the potential price rises in Bitcoin uh, simply because of the over-the-counter sales that have been happening and the amount of people who are uh, potentially buying up Bitcoin and or cryptocurrencies or whatever and simply like locking them up and not holding them. If we have some type of, 
visual confirmation that people are half all the EOS that are out there are completely locked up. Imagine when we actually see this number float somewhere around here. It's going to drive prices completely insane. And that still won't even stop like the other things that are going to be built on top of it as well. Like these aren't the only things that are going to be built on top of it. Like imagine the other apps that are going to be built, like even video games and stuff like that. That'll be exclusively in EOS. Like imagine if someone creates a, a messaging app that's built on top of EOS that uses the EOS token to be able to send your friends money back and forth. Like the possibilities are endless. When you have $4 billion, you can do anything you want. You can build your platform as high to the sky as you possibly want. And when you start, when you raise money like that, you raise eyebrows around the world. What is this crazy platform that has raised $4 billion? How do I get into it? How do I profit from this as well? How do I become part of the ecosystem? How do I, how do I become one of the people who said, Oh, you know, like in 10 years. Yeah, I, I got it. Remember the remember the crash of 2018? Yeah, I bought up around 100,000 of them and look at where I am now. It's all leading up. It's so obvious to me. Sorry. Have to wait. Nope. Wait. Nope. Never mind. Had to sneeze and it's like right there and it won't come out and it's driving me absolutely insane. Anyway, let's try to move on from this. Maybe the, maybe the page is trying to make me sneeze. Uh, the other thing that we have to kind of wind things down is that Ethereum is slow. We know that. Um, and a lot of applications and a lot of other things that were going to be built on top of Ethereum have announced that they are now moving over to EOS. This is also, I mean, you guys have heard me before. I love the EOS, uh, the Ethereum platform. Uh, but unless it gets it together, it's going to have a very hard time. Uh, what they're doing and what's happening is, once again... You create a platform, EOS, that's denominated in Ethereum. When you decide that you need money from EOS, you sell off your Ethereum, you lower their price, and other people see a declining price in their cryptocurrency. They also see that their platform can't handle the speed, and you pretty much make it crumble from the inside out because EOS was built on top of Ethereum. Like, Think of how rude that is to build your platform like that and to slowly uh, tear the entire thing apart. So... I, I think we're going to see a huge amount of projects in 2019 moving towards EOS. And there are also other platforms that are not the point of this video. Uh, moving towards them simply because they can handle it. Uh, a lot of the apps that we have on Ethereum right now, uh, they're not really doing that well. Uh, and a lot of them have announced that they're moving over to EOS because they want to be used and to be able to be used. When you look at actual price predictions for the EOS token... It's not really easy, and and I'll tell you why. It's because EOS is like six months old. Uh, it's very difficult to... EOS has never been in a situation... There's not proper historical graphical data uh, for the EOS project. If you, even if you look right here, the first is like somewhere around like July 1st. That was kind of the jump-off point for all of it. Uh, in... Where is it? Yeah, somewhere around, no wait, even like around here is when we launched. It was somewhere in July. Uh, there was a lot of hype around here, and the project hit around $21.46. If you want my honest opinion, and I mean like honestly, 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 I'll go backwards. Uh, there was, you can even Google this as well. It's called like the, the, the million dollar EOS bet. There were a couple of uh, people who are heavily into the, the EOS uh, project, 
and also I think one of the block producers and also one of the people who actually does uh, the, 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 the podcast ICO alert. He made a deal with somebody that by the end of this year, that is this year now, that EOS would be worth $1,000 per coin. And I remember when I spoke about this in the one of my other videos and people thought I was completely insane. Um, why would a cryptocurrency like EOS ever pass by $1,000? There are too many coins. There are too many everything. A lot of people in, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, a lot of people who are into crypto or have not been into crypto for that long don't really get the long-term prospects of where this space is going. These things that are being built up, these things that are happening, the things that are happening with the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ and Fidelity, these things aren't going to go away at the end of 2019. These things aren't going to last for three years and everyone's going to kind of go, oh, well, that was fun. All right, guys, let's move on. It's believed that a lot of the, the, a lot of the cryptocurrency projects that we have right now are going to be worth trillions of dollars. When you think that a project like this that is going to have... Th imagine... If in 2019, we have thousands of applications and dApps and ICOs and sidechains built on top of the EOS network. Now imagine 10 years further down the line when we have 150,000 websites and apps and all these other things that are built on top of a platform that can do 100 million transactions per second. A lot of people in crypto right now don't look at the long term. For them, it's just a, uh, I'm here, going to get some money, going to buy a Lambo, going to buy a little small house somewhere, and then I'm completely done. The people who are getting into cryptocurrencies right now, the people like Mike Novogratz who are buying up as much EOS as they possibly can, are looking to 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. They're people who are, they're, they're rich. We, we, we've had news stories before about rich people who are buying up cryptocurrency and they're locking it in vaults. They're, they're locking it in mountains in Switzerland and stuff like that. All of this stuff is, I mean, it, it, it depends on how much money you're really trying to make. Um, I'm into crypto for the long haul. Do I think EOS can realistically hit $1,000 per coin? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to happen in 2019? P probably, maybe not that likely. Uh, do I think it can hit $400 in 2019? Yes. Do I think it can hit $200? Obviously. Uh, when you hit $21.46 before you've even launched and you have nothing on top. This is the result of the market going down for those who didn't catch that. It's fairly obvious to me that at some point EOS is going to be worth several hundred dollars. I think in 2019, if we have any type of bull, bullish movement, the, the, the moment that we're pretty much all waiting for is for Bitcoin to go back above 10,000. And this is what we saw last time as well before is that um, coins... They don't decouple from Bitcoin, but they kind of do their own thing. They kind of, uh, news affects them more than it does um, at any other time. When the market is feeling really good and we get proper news about a, an, an altcoin that's happening during that day, that altcoin may jump up by 28, 33%, while Bitcoin may only be going up by 4%. There's still a bullish sentiment in the air. The prices are still going up. But these coins seem to momentarily at least decouple. The moment that everybody's waiting for is for Bitcoin to pass by 6,000, to pass by 10,000. So if that's already happened sometime in the future when you're watching this video, uh, I'm glad it happened. Uh, future you, whoever you are listening to this. I want to, and I mean, and, and I've said this in other videos as well. This is all completely in, like we need 
this is all in the future where where we have a bull market where everything is going up because it's completely I, I can't say, yeah, you know, prices are going down. They're going to go down further in 2019. And EOS is definitely going to hit $900 a coin. All right, everyone, I'll talk to you later. That's not, that's not how it works. We need that hype momentum and we need a sustained, we need longer than a three-month period where prices are going up. Even though we may have these little jumps and stuff like that, we need prices to completely go up. I think EOS is definitely, a, if once again, we hit $21 before the network even launched. This is April. I think it can easily hit $50. I think a $100 EOS in 2019 is definitely believable. To put it into kind of a, a bit of context, once again, uh, using Ethereum as the as the dartboard. In 2017, Ethereum went from, I think it was like $6.80. Let, let, let's round it up. Ethereum was $8 and went to $1,400 over the course of a 11 month period if you as a project you are eos and you have billions of dollars worth of ethereum and you find a way during uh, imagine during uh, imagine during a really big bull run the people from eos simply sell off billions of dollars worth of ethereum and buy more eos what do you think is going to happen to the price of eos imagine you know how much you know how much a a, a, a a $1 billion injection of funds, how much that'll move a coin? If you have, if you set a buy order and post it at market, whatever the market price is at that moment, and you click buy for even $50 million, you eat up every single sell order that's in there. You cause that price to explode. Once again, this is all speculation. Everyone's pretty, everyone is fairly certain that it's going to happen. Uh, we have to say speculation because no one has a crystal ball. No one can know the future. Uh, EOS has been known as the Ethereum killer for quite some time. We know that they are gunning for their top spot. Everybody wants to be that uh, that first trillion dollar crypto or at least one of the first three. I think that EOS has positioned itself very nicely in the market. I think EOS is maybe is number five right now in the cryptocurrency space. EOS has been out for a couple of months EOS hasn't been out for years. EOS hasn't been out for as long as Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, Stellar, or any other coin out there. And they have a lot of money backing them. And I think that it is going to make them do very well as time goes on. As And I, and I mean this in the most sincerest way possible. Please, even after this video is over, do your own research. Like, look into the light. Like, look for as much information about the EOS platform as you possibly can to see if you want to invest in it, to see if it's something that you think that you could potentially benefit from sometime in the future. It's one of my favorite projects. Um, everything that I have up here is, and I'm, I'm being honest, it's like half of what I could fit in there. There's actually so much more that happened with EOS, what they plan on doing, the other platforms that they plan on doing. Like uh, Dan Larimer announced that he, he's, he's creating uh, what is being codenamed um, Steemit 2.0 which is also going to be built on top of the EOS blockchain, which also means he has to buy the EOS to be able to house his bandwidth. I mean, it, it's, it's all it's all completely adding up to something. Uh, if there's only half as many EOS floating around right now when the market is down, logic should tell someone that more of it is going to be locked up as time goes on. I think I've exhausted myself. I'm beating a, a, a digital dead horse. You kind of get exactly what I'm trying to say. I think that the future, and it may not even be immediately in 2019, 
I think that the future for EOS is so destructively bright that we need glasses. I know that sounds cheesy or corny. I don't really care because it's definitely true. There's so much money to be made in this right now. The the, the price of it, it's actually almost laughable. Uh, $2 and some cents for what is potentially going to be worth hundreds of dollars in the future. I mean, it kind of is what it is. You have to look at it from your own perspective. Uh, but I think the project is going to do very well. There are very few cryptocurrency projects that we have out there that have news like this. There are none that have uh, raised over a billion dollars. There are very few that have the support of Mike Novogratz. I'm, I'm not uh, uh, demigodding him. Like I'm not saying that he's like this amazing omniscient being. It's more so like kind of follow the money, follow where these people go, who they talk to, how they interact with other people uh, on panels when they talk about that. You know, uh, yeah, we've joined forces and we are uh, putting into a money into a, into a crypto fund. Look into the crypto fund and see exactly what that crypto fund is going to hold. There's usually the coins that the other bigger people are already holding. Anyway, I think that is uh, definitely, 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 definitely going to do it for this video. I hope you all enjoyed. I hope I uh, made sense. I know not that I rambled on, but you have like, this is, it's very complex and it's very difficult, uh, trying to make sure that I give information of what we know, as opposed to, um, uh, me not really trying to hype things up, things up. I know I failed about 18 times in this video. I do apologize for that. You have to see the writing on the wall. It's there in front of your face. The amount of even just the airdrops, if you get a chance, uh, and you, you find yourself with some free time, listen to some um, of the ICO alert, uh, almost said block cast, it's not a thing, uh, the, the, some of the ICO alert podcasts, and try and like scroll back a couple of months. Like even when EOS was like just kind of, I mean, like I said, depending on how much time you find yourself with, and just hear the things that they were talking about as the project was going to be launched, because this is, um, like I said, a lot of the projects who were talking about launching stuff, uh, they've kind of gone silent because no one wants to give any good news while the prices are going down. Uh, even just the free money aspect, you, you, you know, when, you, I'm, I'm sure you've all seen before in the past, whenever we have had a, even like a Bitcoin fork, I think even during Litecoin's fork, like like when they made like, what, what, what was it? I think Litecoin Cash or Litecoin Classic, whatever Litecoin fork they made, the price of these coins went up by like 15 to 20% leading up to it. Imagine if you have, and it's not even once a week, imagine if you have an airdrop 15 times a week, You all, all you'll be able to think about is I need more EOS to be able to get more free money. And imagine a situation where hypothetically you receive let's say you have 500 eos and you receive 500 of another coin and that coin is worth one dollar each and you sell off that 500 to simply buy more eos because you know that the next day there's going to be another airdrop and look at you you have now a couple hundred more eos and you do the same thing over and over it's 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 i don't know it's very fast it's, it's to, to me it's it's kind of showing where the project is going to go Hope you all enjoyed. I really do. Hope you all are having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon. Wherever you are, wherever you might be. I hope it's absolutely incredible. Thank you once again for watching and or listening. Uh, yeah, I'm terrible at ending videos, but yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you once again, and I'll talk to you all soon. See you.